everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of She's an Artist. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Brown. This week, I'm here with director and producer Alex Randrup. Alex curates The Feast, a show that goes up once a month at Under St. Mark's and is currently in its second season. The season finale will be going up August 1st at 7 p.m., and you can get your tickets at feastperformance.com. In this episode, we talk about utopias, animals, and creating a space for all artists, as well as her production going up right now at The Tank called Corey and Vanessa present an all-female educational touring production of Of Mice and Men. Say that three times fast, everyone. You can check it out tonight and Thursday the 12th and Friday the 13th. And you can get your tickets at tanknyc.org. So thank you so, so much for listening. And this is She's an Artist. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of She's an Artist. I'm here with Alex Randrup. Yay! I said it right. Yay! (laughs) So, Alex, you are a producer type of... Awesome. So you... Purdue, you curate a show currently, right? Called mm-hmm. The Feast. Yeah, Feast is an ongoing monthly performance series mm-hmm. at Under St. Mark's. Mm-hmm. My producing partner, Conrad Cluck, and I have, we're just about to wrap up our second season, oh. August 1st, 7 p.m., Under St. Mark's. Yes. Um, and then in October, we'll start up our third season. So it just keeps going. Yes, yeah. that's amazing. And you also have other shows yeah. going on at the moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> oh, goodness. Did I just give you a panic attack? Yeah. Oh, no. It's just like that is the only constant truth in my life oh, is no. I have this show. <laughs> that is who I am oh, right no. now. It's this play. <laughs> oh, tell us about it. Uh, so it's a devised play. Because uh-huh. as a director, that's mostly the type of work I do. Okay. Um, is I love bringing people into a room together and you know giving them like a question or like an instinct or an impulse or Uh a a visual or something and saying I think there's a play here let's figure it out okay Um, so you mean like you get you give someone like a picture or like an object and you're just like let's write a play based on that kind of or or um so, like, for this show, so mm-hmm. uh, the show that's happening at the Tank next week, it's called Corey and Vanessa Present an All-Female Educational Touring Production of Of Mice and Men. That Ooh. is the title. And when we developed it, because we, we started developing it in December 2016, mm-hmm. right after the election. Um, and when at, during the first, like, devising process, it was called A History of Nasty Women. Okay. And so for that show, I brought... I have two designers and two actors and I were kind of the the original devising team and I was like I have a feeling that we could um, look at mythology and history and contemporary womanhood Mm -hmm. um, and create some kind of experience or play or story that would give our audience some kind of like new and or ancient like weapon for dismantling the patriarchy and that's what I would like this play to do and so of course we like you know talked about a lot of other stuff and we found this story but in the at the end of the day I look at the play and I'm like does it do it I think it just might you know yeah Yeah. that's awesome I do find like 
I mean, I hate to give uh, asshole in chief any credit mm. for anything. Mm-hmm. Of, course. of course. Of course. You know. Um, but I do find that, like, through all of this, a lot of art is being created that never would have been created and a lot of risks and boundaries are being taken and pushed that I don't feel like were being pushed before. Yeah. I mean, maybe they were, but just not as outwardly and not as advertised. Yeah, I mean, it's always really interesting to me to think about where we are right now and what I've been told we've been where I've been told we've been before, like mm-hmm. I'm 28 years old, so yeah. oftentimes I, I question, is this like a big world change or am I just now realizing that it mm-hmm. is there? But I do think that something that the most recent presidential election <laughs> did for the artistic community in mm-hmm. America is make us really face the question of what is essential. Exactly. Like, why are you doing the art you're doing? What mm-hmm. is it really contributing? How is your art related to, and not just related to, but driving the conversations of everything, <laughs> of everything, everything of, yeah. of protecting our land, our people, our future, our mm-hmm. legacy, et cetera, et cetera. We're not even protecting sometimes the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, and it's funny that, uh, and it's not even really like Broadway that's taking these risks. No. It's all <laughs> of the artists like us, the indie theater artists, yeah. the underground artists who maybe don't have as much to lose. So we're able to use our voices even more and be louder because we're not as indebted to investors. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge thing that this is not a commercial Oh, like, yeah, of course. It of makes course. a huge difference. Yeah. In a lot of different ways. And obviously, it makes it also very hard from a producer standpoint mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But I also know there are things that we can totally get away with because we don't have any investors mm-hmm. to report back to. We run for four performances. So, um, you know, the mega million dollar pop star whose song that we use at one point, she's not going to care. Nope. Uh, and we can really play with that and figure out what, what it is and give that our audience something great that maybe you couldn't do at Roundabout or, yeah. you know. <laughs> so do you, so was the election kind of the driving force basically behind this play and just all of, everything that came with it, I guess? Yeah, actually, um, like, interestingly, the election was the driving force for the first, um, Okay, the election was the driving force for a pop-up venue uh-huh. um, at Here Arts, which invited commissions from artists. And one of the artists who created this, uh-huh. John Cottle, asked me if I would submit something. Yeah. And that's why I started thinking of this. Yeah. So it was this interesting, like, not just, I'm feeling feelings about this election, I'm going to make this play. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was definitely true. I was feeling feelings. My feelings were like, I need an emotional support animal. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was mine, <laughs> that was too. my, like, first, um, you know, self-survival instinct. Yeah. Um, but it allowed larger communities Uh to say, what are we going to do about it? And not just creating plays, but creating space for artists Mm -hmm. to create new work. Um, And that pop-up venue sanctuary, I mean, they had, I'm not going to be able to say the right number, but they had at least several dozen 
artists bringing new work in. That's amazing. Um, and artists and companies that I love that I hadn't mm-hmm. met before. Yeah. Um, and they gave us this space and they were just like, have at it, make something. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, new works, I think, are the most important yeah. works that we do because they're, I think they're way more modern, they're way more contemporary, mm-hmm. and uh, they just always have a different message than what a lot of the plays in the past that we know now. The one I always call them like the French Samuel plays or the Samuel French. <laughs> I like, like French all... Samuel actually. I don't know why I like that one yeah, changing it. <laughs> there we go. Now. That switch now. Um, yeah, so I run the company. Perfect. I'm a billionaire. Boom. I don't need to do this anymore. All right. Yay. Bye. Amazing. <laughs> no, uh, I feel like a lot of uh, newer works are going to push the boundaries and are going to, um, and I hope that they can be the next big thing. Because yeah. I feel like the only thing that's really. Uh, in recent years on Broadway that's really kind of been like a shocker is uh, 1984. Mm. Uh, that was the play, uh-huh. yeah. And other than that, we haven't really seen any like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think that there's always, there are always more artists creating new work now than we realize. Oh, of course. And I think because we're more immersed in the community, Definitely. like that we realize that yeah. as opposed to like, I don't know, outsiders, Yeah. the muggles. <laughs> <laughs> or even like, yeah, the muggles in terms of like not being in the theater community, mm-hmm. but also the, the muggles in terms of like not being in New York City, like you oh, get yeah. very focused on what's being made here, even though we're just one city. Mm-hmm. But I got Are to, <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to uh, watch so the, the Literary Managers and uh, Dramaturgs Association uh-huh. did this thing in Canada, this like huge week-long maybe, uh-huh. multiple week-long thing. I'm not going to say the nicest words to explain it, uh-huh. um, but they did this thing last week or two weeks ago and they were live streaming all these panels uh-huh. and there was one that I, I just got to catch like the very tail end of but it was super cool it was just like everybody on this panel they each have like five minutes to say here's an amazing artist who's doing work right now and uh-huh. you need to know about them yeah and uh I, I think that type of stuff of like sharing who you're excited about right now along with your own work yeah is super important because oh, of course you know, 1984 got to Broadway. My stuff is never going to get to Broadway. Don't that's say super that. Cool. I don't need to get to Broadway. That. That's not necessarily like I don't yeah. need. That's not what I'm here for. I'd yeah. much rather like create some kind of like crazy utopian community where people devise art all day and then yeah. you know eat fruit from the garden. And yes. that's not going to happen either. But that would be cooler to me. I want to be a part of that. Cool. If you ever create that, let me know. Yeah, I will be there Absolutely. planting fruit. Great. That's what with I wanted. With the cats. Oh, yes. with the dogs. I don't like cats, really. <laughs> uh, multiple animals. Multiple, multiple animals. People. Maybe iguanas. They're nice, Yo, too. yeah. Yeah, Lizards. right? They're great. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, so, being, you know, I think being a woman director, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome, because now, so rarely do we get to see a lot of women directors. Mm-hmm in theater which is unfortunate because I feel like you guys bring a different voice a certain femininity of course to what you bring a different like aspect of the story that you're trying to tell 
Yeah. Do you agree? No? Kind of? Let's discuss. <laughs> Let's discuss. discuss. I love it. Um, I, I do agree. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very grateful to have gotten to um, discover directing. I went to Fordham University, which has an undergrad directing program, which is pretty rare. Oh, yeah, um, of course. And so I kind of went on this gut instinct of, I guess I'm not going to be an actor because this feels more right for me. Let's yeah. see what it is. And luckily it ended up being a great fit for my brain. Um, and I think that like a lot of my personal work has to do with exploring um, uh, f- like femme areas of life, mm-hmm. sisterhood, um, yeah. femme friendship, um, f- like feminine magic, those types of yes. like kind of strange worlds. Um, and I'm very happy to like be able to just pull together a bunch of female identified actors and designers and artists and say let's make something about this um and I'm really personally excited as a cis gay woman yeah um a white cis gay woman uh to like be able to have conversations beyond the binary oh of course because I I it's been a really interesting part of my life like you know this play right now has all female in the title yeah and it was definitely a consideration for me when we finished our original devising process of making sure that that's an intentional choice and not just an assumption. Yeah. Like the world is that way. You're all female or you're not all female. Instead of saying like, you know, female and woman can exist without it just being one or the other. Yeah. And having that conversation with myself, like really, really, um, helped me grow and I'm grateful for the resources that let me do that. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm really excited to like meet the the trans and non-binary and genderqueer and gender non-conforming and male and female uh, directors who all like want to be in that world Yeah, together. of course. Because like male directors can be great. Oh yeah. Sometimes they're terrible. But, but they sometimes they're great. great. Yeah. And they shouldn't just like be written off just because they exist within a legacy of other men assuming and taking the positions that they don't actually deserve. Exactly. But, like, if you can open it up to a bigger, better world of, like, mm-hmm. fuck the binary, let's just make some equal art where we're all actually paying attention to each other and listening to, to each other and talking about things like reparations and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, That course. would be super dope. Which I hope... I don't know if I'll ever get to see that world, <laughs> but I hope that we're working towards it. And I hope yeah. that we can maybe get there by the time I leave this earth. I don't know. I'm, but yeah, I think because yeah. a lot of people, they'll see diversity as like black and white. Right. And there's, it goes so much deeper. It does. It really and does. Especially in the theater community, it yeah. goes way deeper. And it doesn't just have to do, I think, with the people working on the show. It has to do with the show itself mm-hmm. and the voices mm-hmm. that they, the show is representing. Yeah. And what that show, again, like, why is it essential? Mm-hmm. Why is the play that you're doing essential? Of course. To you and to your community. Yeah. And who is your community? And if you don't know that and you haven't, like, really investigated that, mm-hmm. now's the time. Exactly. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So what type of works do you gravitate towards as a director? Oh, uh, um, stuff that's super weird. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, that's a really great question. That's one of those questions, like, who's a director that you admire today where I always feel like I'm prepared and then they mm-hmm. ask it and I'm like, 
I'll ask you that question next. So just like be prepared. Uh, yeah, stuff that is, um, stuff that can be found organically, but not necessarily easily, I guess, because, you know, I do devise, or I do direct new plays, and then I also devise work, and I'm kind of at this, like, um, fork in the road in, like, how I understand my process Mm -hmm. of, okay, what is devising, what is my devising, should I keep on being a playwright without meaning to? Mm-hmm. God, do I need to like intentionally steer into that or away or that type yeah. of thing? So stuff that's challenging to me on a process level is always very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really believe that if the process is something special, it translates into the work. Yeah. Um, which is probably why I've gotten into devising because it lets me be a total control freak about process. Yeah. Like, nothing's assumed. Yeah. Like, we create it all, which mm-hmm. is really, like, I get to create it all. Yeah, I like I'm a it. a selfish person <laughs> who just, like, calls yeah. the shots. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think um, work that, like, I've seen in the city recently that's been really exciting to me um, is uh, there's a director-choreographer, Raja Feather Kelly, mm-hmm. um, who has a company, The Feather Theory, and, and he created this play called Not Another Fucking Warhol Production at the kitchen. Was it a year and a half ago, I wanna say? And it was amazing. It was so weird and so strange and also like super clear and perfect. And everybody was in body morph suits and it was like all of these dancers, but they were also acting. And it got really real at certain times, but it was also just like constant dance party. Yes. It was so great. And it really makes you think about like, how you present yourself and also how you forget to present yourself when you're dealing yeah. with big emotions like love oh my gosh. things like that um so yeah that was that was a really solid one um uh see i i, I think that work that i really admire um are artists like daniel alexander jones uh-huh. um the type of work that he creates also as joe mama jones uh-huh. um I think the signature is doing amazing stuff right now. Like I totally shit on Broadway and upper off Broadway all the time. Oh, we all do. I still like, in particular, really admire the signature and how they structure their seasons around playwrights and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think that that's like a really brilliant example to be followed. Um, Yeah, and then like honestly, not to plug my show. No plug. um, But like. Uh, Feast, the the performance series I do, like, I do it because I, like, really believe in the artists that come our way, and I love what Feast tries to do is um, we do three acts every show, and each act is a different performance-based discipline. Okay. So you'll have, like, a playwright and a comedian and a choreographer, or, you know, a poet and a device theater company and a, I don't know, sketch team, yeah, something like that. That's awesome. A musician, a band. Um, and so like creating these dialogues of how all of our work connects and is in dialogue with each other in a city where I feel like theater community is a little insular, music community is a little insular, dance community, like these bubbles don't always yeah overlap as much mm. as like they totally should we're oh, all right course. here <laughs> yeah no it's a very separated like uh, yeah yeah no, of course yeah. Uh, so i love 
I love work and opportunities that open up those channels between disciplines a little bit more. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I'm not a I'm not a choreographer. God, I'm not. You a could be if you wanted to be. Well, I've made myself so by just every time I need to do choreography, I just make it as dumb as possible. Yes. Which you can come see if you come yes. see Corey and Vanessa present an all female educational touring production of Of My Cement. There are in fact three dances in this play, Whoa. one of which is a ballet, and it is maybe my most proud moment as a yes. director Well, <laughs> now I have to come see it oh, because there's a ballet. Yes. So, yeah. Oh my goodness. So look out for Alex. Look out. <laughs> look out for the ballet. <laughs> now I'm going to be like expecting amazingness well, when okay. I see yeah. the ballet. I don't think I've ever done a show with ballet in it, so this will oh first for everything. <laughs> oh and my like, gosh, I, I love it. To, to like, I have no excuses because yeah. it's a revised play, so we're the ones who decided that that was part of the play. I love it. So I hope it works. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you want to get into theater in the first place? Um, definitely like a story. I think a lot of us in some way or another connect to like being the weird kid in middle and high school and feeling like when I was acting in uh, any kind of play like I didn't have to um, pretend like nothing was important like whatever is chill I could be like really like neurotic and passionate about things as long as I was the character and then people were like you did that really well and I was like oh okay cool great so I can do this and it's fine and cool I've got like a little group of people now oh word that's awesome community is a thing and um I was very lucky to go to a school with a really good theater program um and teachers and mentors who like really cared about the people who showed interest in it and uh Yeah, so definitely entered it as an actor, and then, yeah, in, like, senior year of high school, I directed a one-act for the first time, and I was like, oh, that was fun, I don't know what I did, and was applying, I really thought I was going to be an actor, I was applying to all these acting programs, like, yes, I am Alex the actor, and then uh, at Fordham, you could, like, tap on an interview for the directing program the same day, Yes. and I was like, oh, this seems interesting, I might as well. And I uh, really loved the vibe of Fordham um, mm-hmm. when I went there, and I really enjoyed and like was kind of blown away by my conversation with the head of that program. And it came down to like BU for an MFA in acting or Fordham for MFA for a BFA and <laughs> acting. I was like, wow, already! <laughs> oh my god, I'm just that good. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was like, do you want to really focus on just acting, mm-hmm. or do you want to like get a liberal arts education and focus on this very new but very intriguing thing? Mm-hmm. And also, Fordham just felt like the right fit, so I went for it, and it was it was like a good, it was, yeah. a, it was a good gamble. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think if I tried to be an actor, I wouldn't be in theater right now. You know what I mean? I feel ya. I feel ya. Yeah, it wasn't sustainable. Yeah, Yeah. no, of course. Well, can you tell us, so do some more plugging for me right now. I'm encouraging you. So the feast, Mm -hmm. once a month. Once a month. month. Yeah, so our our last um, show of the second season is Wednesday, August 
1st at 7 p.m. Um, we've got a playwright, RJ Valencourt, who is doing his like first foray into devising. Um, so Feast, uh, Conrad and I have definitely like tried to figure out how deeply we can go into producing for yeah. artists. So this is one of our experiments of like giving RJ a multi-month process, helping him find artists, helping create a rehearsal process. Oh, of um, so we will all find out on August 1st what that piece is about. Um, and then we have a, a really awesome composer, performer, Star the Nerd, Star Johnson. Uh-huh. And um, she's bringing like some very, very new work as well as she's developing a piece for the Failsafe Festival, okay. um, which is later in August. And she's doing a show called Sondheim in the Trap where she takes Sondheim classics and turns them into trap music, which I cannot freaking wait to see. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. (laughs) And then we have um, Samuel Lang Budin, who, and again, last last names, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Sorry, Samuel. Um, He's a photographer, and he's been experimenting with, like, live storytelling through photography. Uh Uh-huh. So doing, like, a... um, projection slide and talking about it and turning it into a story and we've done similar stuff with like illustrationists illustrators that's the word um in the past and it's always like so wonderful when you don't expect it to be live performance and then it just is so beautifully is so i'm very excited for that one so that's the last show of our second season and then with our third season in october we are moving to the first Monday of every month instead of the first Wednesday. And it's going to be a little bit longer of a show. So you'll get like a little bit more from each artist, which is going to be really awesome. And this is all at under St. Mark's. All at under St. Mark's. And where can people get tickets? www.feastperformance.com. You can get tickets. You can see about our lineup this month. We've got big archives. You can check out work from the past. And your other show, which I'm going to butcher and get wrong, so I'm just going to allow you to say it, because all I remember is Mice and Men. That's the only part I remember. That's amazing. Um, Corey and Vanessa present an all-female educational touring production of... Mice and Men! (laughs) Yes. Um, So that's at The Tank Uh next week, Tuesday through Friday, July 10th through the 13th. Super limited run. Okay. Um, you gotta get there. We're yeah. in their big theater though, so there are plenty of seats. Please come by. Um, tickets are twenty dollars. You can totally hit me up for discount codes. I'm all about those codes, especially for artists. Yes. Um, it's like a sweet sixty minutes, so it's not like one of those three hour monsters Amazing. where you get out and it's daybreak the next day. Like you'll still oh be able gosh. to yes. live your life. I love it. Um, it is a Big old comedy. I call it my like pitch line is it's a lowbrow, low budget, devised divine comedy. I love that. That's so, amazing. Get and excited. <laughs> people can get tickets where? At um, the tanknyc.org. Perfect. Um, if you go to their little theater tab on the side and uh-huh. you just scroll down and you'll see us, we're the really pink poster. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God, I love it. Well, thank you so, so much for coming and taking time out of your night on thank this you, muggy, stuffy, oh, melty day. I'm so this, happy this is a podcast and no one right? has to see me. Right? It's Swamp Ass Nation <laughs> mm-hmm. all this week. Yes. We're no longer the United States. We're just Swamp Ass Nation. I think That's, that feels more accurate. Right? Well, go check out all of Alex's shows. <laughs> 
and watch out for her takeover of the world and for her community where we're all going to pick fruit and yeah. like be merry and just like happy together. So yes. thank you guys so, so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of She's an Artist. If you want, you can subscribe to me on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Until then, keep creating and keep telling your stories and have a great day.